From Infinite Guest, this is Top Score, a conversation with composers who write music for video games. I'm Emily Reese. This is a special episode of Top Score, and it's a special episode about a band, a band called Do a Barrel Roll. That's who you're hearing play right now. I met Do a Barrel Roll and heard them play at Gamers Rhapsody, which is a video game music convention that happens here in the Twin Cities. As luck would have it, they all went to school right across the street from where I work. They went to McNally Smith College of Music. So I invited them to come across the street to the studios, play a set for me, (laughs) then we sat down and talked. The, The instant I heard them play, when I very first heard them, I was so amazed. They're incredible musicians. Turns out they're really great people, too. You'll first hear all seven of them introduce themselves, and then you'll hear my conversation with four of the members, Austin, Sierra, Danny, and Dan. So on Earth, I'm known as Austin, and then in the band, I'm known as Ciro Nimbus and I play guitar. My name is Eric Gustafson. I play keyboard and trumpets in the band, and my stage name is Metaman. I'm Sierra Hill. I play the seven-string violin, um, and my stage name is Aelise. My name is Tom Brooks. Uh, Stage name is Axe Deadeye, and I play guitar in the band. My real name is Danny, and my character name is Danny Kong. (laughs) <laughs> and I play the drums. Uh, my real name is Dan Bracky. My stage name is Photo Man. And uh, I play bass. I'm Joel. Stage name, Professor Eugene Sequoia. I play lead synth, saxophone, and samples. Austin and Dan, you are original members of the band. Correct. Who, whose brainchild was Do a Barrel Roll? This was all Austin's doing. He, this originally started as an ensemble in the fall of 2010 at McNally Smith, which is just like across the street from where we are right now. Mm-hmm. And Austin started asking people that he knew that he had played with if we would be interested in doing this video game band type thing. And I was like, well, that sounds totally original and like nothing I've ever thought of doing so I instantly had to say yes to it and I think everyone else was pretty excited about doing it as well. Did he approach you because you were a gamer or because you're a shredder or both? Because <laughs> he's shredder both? from Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yeah I'm shredder from Ninja Turtles. It was though. mostly for his base skills. Oh yeah. thanks I guess. <laughs> you don't like me as a person? I mean I knew that you were into games but I right, I was yeah. like, you don't like me as a gamer? No it was <laughs> definitely looking for musicianship first. Yeah, because yeah. we had played together, and we, we kind of knew each other, not as well as we do now. And it was pretty much all a group of friends that we all hung out together yeah. pretty often. It was pretty much like I wanted to not be in like a jazz ensemble or something yeah. really basic like that. I wanted to do my own thing, and then it was just who could I get to be in it so that it would happen. So that was an option that you had because you were a student there. You, you got to say, instead of these ensembles, can I try this? And that's that's one of the cool things about McNally, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They have like regular like rock, Latin, rock two, but then they have what they were called like creative, which is yeah, like creative. you just mm-hmm. put it together. And I remember not knowing how that worked, but seeing 
video game band on like the list of ensembles and I was talking to my department head and I was like, I want to do the video game band. They were like, um, you can't. That's a creative one. I was like, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Why can't I, why can't I audition for it? And, but I guess I eventually got in it. After I graduated and after... <laughs> after it wasn't an ensemble anymore. Yeah. yeah. They kind of advertised the creative ensembles as being for, like, composition students, mm-hmm. yeah. not for performance majors. Were you a composition student, no, Austin? We, we no. Were, we were all performance department. And it's weird because the the those ensembles are usually the more creative, more unique, more interesting ensembles. Because, mm-hmm. like, as Danny was saying, they've got, like, very standard mm-hmm. type of ensembles where mm-hmm. you're doing, like... Songs that everybody knows, that kind of stuff. Whereas we, a few of us, uh, Sierra and Danny included, we did a Danny Elfman ensemble mm-hmm. there. Oh, yeah. A Monty and, Python ensemble too. And I did a Frank Zappa ensemble. So like all this <laughs> kind of cool stuff that's mm-hmm. a little outside the norm, yeah. but really challenging and really pushes you as a musician. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Whereas they wanted you to more like practice the yeah. skill set of like auditioning for a group right. and like reading charts and maybe learning a style that you're not used to. Yeah. But we were just like... Which has its yeah. place, but like at the same time, you got to do right other what you want to do. Yeah, yeah, when you create your own, you have to arrange everything yourselves, and you know, and wow. you know, t- you know, take something and spread it to the instruments you have at hand. And yeah. so, what music did you start with back in the day? Actually, that Final Fantasy V song we played was the first song that we ever learned. started with that and then a lot of like really popular stuff I guess you could say like that a lot of other video game bands covered Mm -hmm. and because that's kind of what I was listening to and like drawing inspiration from like Um, uh, let's see Um, like the really really well not old guys but like the people (laughs) who kind of started that scene was like the advantage and power glove and what's the other big one I'm forgetting like uh, mini bosses Neskimos? Uh, yeah, Neskimos. They were way back there. All like a lot of these guys using the same like configuration, Neskimos. like two guitars, bass, drums. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to like kind of expand it into this like orchestral rock thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, kind of picking some of the same tunes that they were doing and maybe trying to expand. Mm-hmm. And e- basically, everything that's on the first album is probably like the first batch of songs that we learned way yeah. back then. When you first present an arrangement, how much tinkering do you do once you all get together and start playing through them? That's kind of changed a lot recently, it seems like. Because the way it used to be is Austin was just like in beast mode with arranging (laughs) and just did a ton of it. And we would pretty much do it as is with some room for changing stuff in the future if we needed to, if something wasn't quite working right. 
And then since then, over the last, geez, four and a half years, now we're kind of moving more into the territory of, okay, here's an outline, and then we kind of work around it, arrange around it, come up with different ideas just by talking through it more as opposed to just reading down a chart. I, I like it a lot because it's more lively. It seems more, I don't know, there's more feeling in it, I think, than yeah. just reading down a chart. It's which more we like used a to do. band and less like an orchestra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and we have seven people to draw from as far as, you know, inspiration goes. So, you know, we have, you know, several ideas and, oh, what about this? So, oh, what about this? Oh, we can put them together and then it's super awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Trying yeah. to use our numbers to our advantage. I realize I'm a much better transcriber than I am an arranger so it's like oh I want to do this song and I'll kind of like um like write everything out just how it is and then I'll do a little bit of oh this would be cool for violin this would be cool for the two guitars to do I think I I said I was like I think I'm just gonna like kind of get it 80% done of arranging and then bring it in and then kind of let everybody else finish the 20% like as a group (laughs) instead of you know just being like this is how it is and play it like kind of like what you were saying so how many of you actually game and obviously not everybody's on mic so I I would be happy with just a visual representation here so all of you are gaming (laughs) in some degree yes and and I know that when we were hanging out in Washington DC we talked a lot about destiny uh, some of us but but some of you are pretty old school gamers <laughs> too right yes. so yeah. does does it matter in your mind whether or not you have some kind of nostalgic connection with the music you're playing i think it helps yeah it's definitely yeah. a factor like when we first started when we started doing like some zelda stuff for me that really got me into it mm-hmm. or like we do uh, gourmet race gourmet race like and I like, <laughs> sorry, I can't remember anything anymore. I just and we, we did that, and I used to play like Super Smash Bros. on N64, and that's on there. And that like just instantly had me like super yeah, pumped about it. It gets you really into the song. Yeah. From like an audience perspective, too, like it makes a huge difference. Like if it's some song from someone's childhood, like they just cry manly tears. Yeah. <laughs> in- instantly. Yeah. and you know meeting everybody and starting to play them now playing the music is like you know I'm hearing it in the games way more and now you know I would play the game and just like oh my gosh that's totally what we're playing right now it's super <laughs> awesome have you ever experimented at all with writing your own video gamey sounding yeah I, well I started writing like game style music long before this band existed yeah I'm I mean, always one of our the Ninja Turtles track we did for the OC remix compilation, um, like half of that song is like 
original yeah. music that we kind of like took the original song and then kind of like wrote music that would sound good with that and just kind of meshed it together to make it one thing. Yeah, yeah, cool. That's true. Which yeah. I think mm-hmm. I, w- I personally would like to do more of that. But it's also hard for me, like like I said, I'm better at just like transcribing stuff. It's hard for me to like hear something differently in my head than like what's already presented there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's I, I can't like hear a song and be like, oh, this would be cool if we did it this way. I kind of just am like, well, the way it is is perfect already, so let's just play it like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you do speed runs? Do you play for stuff like that? Have you done? We actually don't, but we know some people. We're starting to meet some people okay. through Twitch and Gamers Rhapsody mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And we've, we've talked with one local speedrunner about possibly doing a collaboration. That would be great. Mm-hmm. So this, just to explain, this would be you're playing live while someone is playing the game. They're playing through the game as fast as they can. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, like, we don't do that, but we do have, like, games going on while we're playing. But gotcha. it's, yeah. sometimes mm-hmm. it's not necessarily, like, the game we're playing music from. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll be playing... I mean, usually when we do stuff like Mario Kart... Mario Kart going by like we'll have Super Smash Bros and then we'll be just playing like Kirby or this or blah blah like yeah. so it doesn't mm-hmm. always like line up yeah. but we just like to have people playing it's more of like a casual everybody come hang out with us <laughs> more a little more approachable all-encompassing kind of experience. Well, and of course, we're called Duo Barrel Roll, so we always have one person always playing Star Fox when we play. Yep. Yeah. Star Fox. That's so the exception. We, you know, somebody's got to do it. Yeah. We, cho- we choose a, a hero out of the audience. Because like when we do Mario Kart 64 as well, like one of the first gigs we did, mm-hmm. there were windows at the back of the place, and we had a big projector with a screen up. Th- this was the first time we'd ever done the live games before. Yeah, that's right. We'd never and, had people uh, play the games with us. Yeah, and we were doing Mario Kart 64, and it's like 16 minutes long, something like that. Yeah, that was the old version, 18. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Where I almost broke my hand. Yeah, yeah. perfect. <laughs> but, Where we play this. And they were playing through it, and when we got to Rainbow Road at the end, the people on the screen we could see in the reflection were doing Rainbow Road, and it was just like one right. of those, like, Holy crap, this is the coolest thing Yeah, it was one of those magical ever. moments. Wow. Yeah. It was funny. After you did your first take on Rainbow Road, you were talking about it in terms of laps, which cracked us all up. You're like, <laughs> I don't think we did that third lap. It sounded just like the first lap. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. talking about it in laps. I love it. Yeah. It's true, yeah. yeah. There's no verses or anything. It's like, yeah. Yeah. we play the intro, and then we do lap one, and lap two, and then lap three, and, <laughs> and it's over. Yep. good for us to do more stuff like that that's really interesting and kind of a little niche we could get into yeah do a barrel roll unplugged yeah because yeah, you guys we, do that from time to time yeah we just kind of started this acoustic chapter um mm-hmm. we recorded a video um a little bit ago and it's going to come out on the 26th mm-hmm. and it's our first acoustic music video and cool. we're gonna we're gonna be doing one every month so we'll be having something going on every 
every two weeks. Do you play upright then, or you play an acoustic? No, <laughs> we're working on it. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> I guess it's not. It. It's like that's a, actually a, it's acoustic in spirit. Not, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> like on this on this last video, I played an electric with a little little tiny amp behind me, but everything okay. else is acoustic on yeah. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I need to. Stop being such a wuss and get an acoustic bass. <laughs> yeah, he's very picky. I wish I could afford an upright because they are amazing. Yeah. But they are hella expensive, too. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Like, get a house for that in some places. Yeah. 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 If I sold my car, maybe. Actually, my car isn't even worth that much. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> never mind. You'd have to get like a two-room apartment just you have to, to... Yeah, you'd have to put some wheels on your bass. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I can make it work. I could do a Flintstones. Yeah. So yeah. what else is coming up? Um, well, the other thing we've been doing with the, when we started the acoustic idea was also, uh, doing live streaming on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we just had our first one last weekend. We learned. We, <laughs> we did learn. We had some technical difficulties, but we got it figured out and yeah. all and the... it'll go a lot smoother next mm-hmm. time. Yeah. a month too. So are you streaming a rehearsal or a performance? It's a performance. Oh, neat. So we bring in live gamers and we oh, have a, wow. the whole setup mm-hmm. and then so we have cameras on us as well as the gamers. Okay. And then we stream out the just the music audio, not the game audio. Yeah. Um, and then we do like an hour set and then wow. you know we have like donation goals like for encores mm-hmm. and we're opening up a bid war for our next album too that people can donate towards. Any so. sneak peek of what's coming on the new album, or is that uh, all? Yeah, we could talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, we actually we announced it on stage. We did at Magfest, and I wore a, a hat from the game, <laughs> <laughs> which was pretty cool. What else do you want to add about um, your amazing band? You I just want to take you all home with me all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. I do. I just want you guys well, to just follow me around everywhere. If I don't everywhere. have to pay rent, then I'm more than willing. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, he needs a second bedroom for his acoustic yeah. stand-up bass. Yeah. You're going to provide, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. And you provide cool. the bass. I have and a garage, the but yeah. there's no power in it. Um, Good enough. Well, the big uh, thing is that we're doing w- one live stream on Twitch every mm-hmm. month. Awesome. Is it like on a specific day each month or it TBA every month? Um, well, it's always Sundays because okay. those are the days we get together. Mm-hmm. So. I think we want it to be like a nice like four-week cycle, like mm-hmm. you know, every two weeks we'll have an acoustic video up and then two weeks after that do a Twitch stream and then just cool. kind of rotate. I, I mean, this was like, you know, we just did our first acoustic video and then we just did our first Twitch stream. So yeah, we it just might not s- work out exactly yeah. like that, but that's kind of the goal. That's what, yeah. yeah, our goal is to get on a strict like two-week mm-hmm. Sunday schedule.
thank you all so much. Thank you. Seriously. Thank you. Thanks for having us. I mean it when I say I want to take you all home. I think you're great. You're you're fabulous musicians. You guys shred and I can tell that you like each other unless you're putting on a really good act. And (laughs) and it just it just you you guys have a really good thing going here and I just wish you all the best. Thank you. for listening to Top Score from Infinite Guest. You can learn more about the band Do a Barrel Roll and see a full playlist from this episode at infiniteguest.org. Top Score's production assistant is Pierce Huxtable and Mark Hintz mixes each episode. You can follow Top Score on Twitter and Facebook at Top Score Podcast. That's Top Score. I'm Emily Reese.